they assemble at night, each one having prepared as diligently as possible to the time given to them before the witching hour, the hour of reckoning, the time when they begin outdoor cartoon television. Stray casts, it's on the air. Wednesday night, bass fishing madness. We're going to make history tonight here on Straight Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. I'm Pat Renwick. Today, we have the history makers right here live on the Straight Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television show. Uh, coming up first with the old one two. P- what are you doing? <laughs> the old one two punchers. First up on the list, uh, we have Brian Thrift coming on. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Yeah. That's how we do it at Ashley Schaefer. Right there. And then this guy, FLW Tour History Maker, the dude who is on a roll. Momentum is everything. We are super proud, super stoked to have Mark Rose coming on the show. He's calling us up. Mark Rose, give us an exclusive. Exclusive He's interview. Taking a break from church for us. He, he, he is, yeah. and we're honored for that. We are absolutely honored for that. Uh, this guy right here with the uh, cool uh, microphone buffalo stance. I wasn't really sure what to do with my hands. That's that's just so, weird. Is it? It's at, what it, about if I hold it like with two hands? That, they, then you look like you're uh, Eddie Vedder with a beard. Oh, I'm putting it back. Yeah, okay. ladies and gentlemen, this is Ryan Popcorn Whitaker right here. Ryan Popcorn. Pow chow. <laughs> Thanks for having me on your show. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. This guy over here returning from hiatus in the desert. He played strange games with the women of the island or something like that. It's this guy right here, J.P. Hi. That was a high five. That was a high five from a guy named Hi. His name really is Hi. We don't make that up. It's spelled H-E-K-L-Z-P-D, but his name is Hi. That's him right here. Hey, uh, lots of great stuff happening. It's, It's cool. I always get hyped up on a Wednesday night. The excitement is always in the air when we get to talk bass fishing with the best bass fishermen in the nation. In the nation and the planet in the galaxy every Wednesday night here on StrayCast.net and uh, the StrayCast Facebook page. Uh, you know what, R- Ryan, you got something going on. You and uh, uh, Ralphie uh, Rockin' Crocs Steiger yes. coming up. For those of you watching in the local uh, Midwest area here, Hammond, Indiana, uh, Chicagoland area, there's, uh, there's a big seminar about to happen. When is that coming up? Ryan? Yeah, we've got, uh, there we go. Um, we've got a, uh, it helps when you turn your <laughs> mic on. We're going to be giving a Lake Michigan seminar. Uh, Ralph is doing salmon, trout, everything trouts, salmon and whatnot, trolling in the morning. And then in the afternoon, we're going to do uh, a smallmouth seminar, specifically smallmouth. It is March 4th at the Hammond. Uh, you it's know what? somewhere. Where do they go to find <laughs> out about it? What's the website? You can go to, uh, uh, Captain Ralph Steiger. Go, and, uh, so like to his com- house? Yeah, you can go to his house. And just tell Jen yes, yes. that Ralphie um, sent there you. There is a Learn Lake Michigan Facebook page, learnlakemichigan.com and Facebook. Um, check it out there. Uh, there's still some space left. 
We're going to be doing lunch, dinner, breakfast, um, giving away some stuff. It's going to be fun. I'm going to go get some donuts. You are going to get some donuts. That's what I'm going to get. Hey, what's for lunch? Beef. I'm not sure yet. It's It's going to be good. Sausage. It's Chicago. Last year it was uh, some some big, heavy pastas. That is an amazing mustache, JP. Thank you. It's very Ditka-esque. Back in the day. I'm working on it. it comes, <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> comes with age. Hey, big show. Ron Swanson. Brian Thrift coming up next. Uh, and then Mark Rose, don't go anywhere. Put those power poles down. When we get back, the ceremony is about to begin. Swim jig technique is one of the most successful ways to put fish in the boat. Time in and time out, Bravani Bait swim jigs are just the right tool for the job. Beaming with quality, the Bravani swim jigs come in a myriad of colors, feature the best premium hooks and solid trailer keepers to give you, the serious bass angler, the confidence you need to accomplish your goal of putting more fish in the boat. So go to BravaniBaits.com and start climbing the ladder to swim jig success. Slayer Reel Tuning is Chicagoland's number one reel tuning expert. Whether you need your reel tuned up, souped up, or basic maintenance, Ben Botcher, the reel slayer from SlayerReelTuning.com, has your reel needs covered. Ben is the official reel tuner of Stray Casts, and he can customize your reel to your exact specifications, like new ball bearings, drag washers, clean reels, and the latest and greatest handles. When it comes to reels, go to the best and contact Ben, the reel slayer, and get your reel tuned to perfection and back in no time. Go to the website, SlayerReelTuning.com. That's SlayerReelTuning.com. Stank's Bait Company has been hand-pouring and injecting soft plastic baits since 2009. Each bait is hand-poured with you in mind, and each bait is injected with fish-catching juice. They've got over 20 baits to choose from. And Stank's Bait gives you unparalleled custom colors, and they'll match the hatch of your local lake forage. Plus, they feature soft plastic custom airbrushing, and now they offer their services to you and your soft baits so pretty you'll want to frame it but don't because the fish aren't going to see it on your wall and they're not going to smell it until you get it in the water you can find them online at stanksbaitco.com or at tackle warehouse fisherman central sportsman's direct and dnr sports stanks baits get them Welcome back, Stray Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. We're sorry for the delay. Is everybody ready? We're ready. With the uh, there's a little bit of problem with the Skype machine, but we are honored right now to have on the uh, on the Google phone, ladies and gentlemen. We bring to you Brian Thrift. <laughs> yeah. What's up, guys? What's going on, Brian? Oh, nothing. Just relaxing for two or three days at the house before I head to Florida for two weeks. You forgot your password, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot everything. Somehow the app got deleted off my phone. I was trying to reload it, and then I scrapped my password. Brian, did you try try DocSkip99? That was my my guess. (laughs) Yeah, DocSkipper99. That's your password for everything. (laughs) 
that would probably be a good one. <laughs> hey, man, congratulations, dude. History, Thank you man. very much. Yeah, I mean, you're making history. I mean, it's, that's, it's crazy. Back to backs. Uh, Are you there, Brian? Yes, I'm here. Oh, okay. Back to back, man. That's, I mean, that's absolutely insane. So close. So close twice in a row. What, what, what are you feeling about that? Oh, I'm feeling like those little fish ounces are worth more than gold right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally, yes, for, for a pro bass fisherman like you. And, and, and we learned from you that those, uh, those Travis Lake bass were liars, too, aren't they? Yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us why you say that. Uh, well, um, probably the biggest reason was the fourth day of the tournament. It was hot and buggy that morning. And I'm thinking, you know, I need to tie a buzz bait on. So I tied a buzz bait on. And like the fifth cast I made with it, I caught a good keeper. And in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, if, if they're going to bite this thing, I could have a chance at a huge bag today. So I throw it for three more hours and never get another bite on it. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I mean, that's and the same kind of deal happened to you in in practice too, didn't it? Yeah, in practice I caught a great big one on a jerk bait and never got another bite on it. For three days of practice. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, they are. They, you know, you you got to listen to the fish, I guess, but not that closely. That's what we're learning here. That's they they got minds. Yeah, that, that's pretty much what you're learning. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, dude, stellar performance uh, on Travis. I mean, you almost. I mean, almost. I hate to say almost, but <laughs> you know, still accolades are in order here. It's out. It's outstanding. Um, tell us about that first day. We we saw you just absolutely knock the tar out of them on that first day. <laughs> Yeah, that that first day was one of those dream days you you hope to have sometime in your career. Just one of those days where you can do absolutely no wrong. Like I'm pretty sure if I would have fell in the lake, a school of ten pounders would have came up under me and throw me back in the boat. Just, <laughs> it was just one of those phenomenal days where everything goes right and you get a lot of big bites and land them all, land some you shouldn't and it uh, it actually started out with a shaky head. I mean, everybody couldn't believe that. But, I mean, yeah. that little Demiki finesse, Mickey worm on a shaky head, it, I've caught a lot of big fish on it over the years, especially in the situation we had that first day of the tournament where it was just slick and sunny, no wind. I mean, just the worst conditions that you could have for a pre-spawn type event. And uh, they they just that's the only thing I could get them to react to, downsized the eight-pound line and that small finesse Mickey worm. Yeah, and you and you hate those uh, fairy wands. I mean, you would. Last time you told us you don't like fishing with those. Um, I, I don't enjoy it per se. <laughs> I mean, it's not my favorite thing to do. But I'm also the type of guy that I'm up for whatever gets me paid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you enjoyed the twenty four pound bag that came out of it. You know exactly. Like, I mean, I, I don't particularly mind how i have to catch them as long as it'll catch them <laughs> how'd you feel that first day when you rolled up on your spot and you had company oh, i didn't mind at all because in reality i didn't know it was that good <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey brian i, Fitz. I mean that's that's the honest truth on the fact yeah. i just I, I went in there because i'd caught a couple keepers there in practice i mean they were small and uh i had 
no expectations of catching 24 pounds off of it. I mean, wow. we won't name any names, but the other guy, Scott Martin, he wasn't catching nothing in there. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you, and you no, were just wrecking them. Yeah, there for a little bit. I was catching them pretty hot and heavy. and uh, But, I mean, he, he kept his head cool, and, man, he, he finally caught them. You know, and <laughs> he ended up having a good tournament. I think he ended up in the top 30 or so and finished like 25th or something yeah he did he definitely we're giving scott a hard time but he definitely did he did pull it out that's for sure hey speaking of having company i I heard something in your interview or i read something where you were talking about uh how on the on the first and second day you had a lot there was boats on everything and then after that when the field got cut down you had more to fish now did you plan for that did you plan to fish certain spots on the first two days and then save some for when you'd be able to fish them the thirty fourth day? Um, not really. I mean, it's just one of those deals where this this that time of year when you've got pre spawn fish. I mean, they set up on the obvious structure. I mean, if there's a good looking bush on a point or something like that, or a stretch of rock bank that looks good. I mean, during the first two days when you've got a full field, I mean, there's going to be a boat on that stuff, right? And you know, you're probably fishing behind somebody unless you start on it. So when the, when they cut the field down to 20, I mean, you pretty much, there's a good chance you're making the first cast of that structure. Right. So it kind of leaves a little element of surprise because <laughs> nice. you don't know what what fish have moved up there overnight and haven't been pestered yet. So, so the lake basically doubles in size for you after that. It, exactly. And, and day three and four, you kind of got the fish uh, thrift style, didn't you? I mean, that was kind of... Yeah, that, that's... That's when I get to kind of run around a little more. Like I talked, like you were saying earlier, it just frees up a little more water, and you can run and hit specific targets, like a bush on a point or that good-looking stretch of bank or something like that. But you got to go dock fishing a little bit on three and on days three and four. <laughs> yeah, I fished a lot more docks the third and fourth day, just hoping that. You know, in practice, we had three cloudy days. It was windy and cloudy, just kind of dreary, you know. And then the the first day of the tournament was the first day we got any sun. So in the back of my mind, I was thinking, you know, if we get two or three days of sunshine, that might put these fish under the docks. And uh, it, it did put some under there. I ended up catching that big one the third and fourth day out from under a dock. Uh, on these on these two derbies, the, the Travis and Gunnersville, was was there a time – in your mind when you were like, I think I got this, or were you never certain? I never was certain. I was probably thinking more like I had a chance at Gunnersville than I was at Travis because I knew the guy. I, I figured at Travis somebody would catch a big bag that last day, you know, a 17, 18-pound bag and and win the thing. And I, I felt like I needed one more bite all day there. And at Gunnersville. I, I had a big bag, and I felt like I'd give myself the best chance I could there. I, I thought, no offense, but I thought Clark Wenlent was going to win this going into it. You, you know, I did too, because going into that last day, we had that major weather change with the front coming in, and I figured that would sit right in his wheelhouse for being able to run a reaction type pattern that last day. You know who wasn't going to win it because he told us last week was Alex Davis. <laughs> Alex Davis. <laughs> <laughs> but did you know that you are right. you are Alex Davis's hero? He told us that last week <laughs> on this show. True story. You are his hero. I don't know. 
he, he's got one of he's got a uh, one of those what do they call those those things you put on the wall fat heads yeah, fathead. <laughs> he's got yeah. He, yeah he's got he's, he's got, got, got a Brian Thrift fathead in his in his uh, uh, tournament tackle garage. Oh, I <laughs> want that too. Yeah, <laughs> it's outstanding. Hey, hey, Brian, you you played this on uh, kind of on both sides of the fence. Um, you where you were in the lead on the final day, and then you were in second on the final day. Where would you rather be in a tournament? Would you rather be in second or first going into the fourth day? <clears throat> Oh, I'd rather be in first every day. I mean, <laughs> you, you, know, you never know what's going to happen. So if you go out in the lead, if something crazy happens, you still win. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good philosophy. Right. It's called thrift logic. That's what we call yeah. that. Hey, hey, Brian, we got a viewer question. We got a viewer question from Mike Ellis. He's wondering about days one and two. Did it kill you not to fish thrift style run and gun? No, not really, because... My practice, like I said earlier, it was kind of tough. I mean, I never caught the quality fish that I felt like I had a chance to win. And so I just had to kind of make what I had found work. So, I mean, there I didn't really know enough about the lake yet to be able to run around and gun like that. Well, thank you. Yeah, and so you dance with who brung you, like we always we say. Always gotta dance with who you brung always got to dance with who brung you, Brian Thrift. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. That, that's it. Hey, let's talk Gunnersville. Let's talk Gunnersville a little bit because that was that was a cool derby. I mean, I know it might not have been that cool for you guys. Well, it was cool because you had a really good good derby. I mean, you almost you almost had what eighty pounds or something, seventy nine yeah. pounds or something. That's that's I mean that's pretty good. And everybody said Gunnersville was off, but we all know every time somebody's going to whack them. There's there's no doubt. Now, oh yeah, you. I mean, was that kind of like a was that a spot specific deal for you? Um, yeah, it, it really wasn't a spot-specific deal as much as it was an area-specific, and a couple of spots within an area was kind of what I had going at Gunnersville. So it's the magic within the magic. Yes, exactly. It's the Brian Thrift magic within the magic. <laughs> that, that's what I'm. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna well verse you in the art of uh, of hyping. It was, a, it was a rabbit inside the rabbit inside the hat. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a double entendre <laughs> of bass fishing right there. Kind of like turducken. Yeah. So what were you doing? You what go. what were the baits you were you were you were throwing there at Gunnersville? Because I, I know it fit your style. Um the the first two days the Demiki trimmer kind of did most of the work. I caught most of my keepers on it, and then the the second evening or second afternoon, I'd say of the tournament is when I kind of found the spot on the spot and i actually caught them there cranking and that's what i did pretty much the third and fourth day nice what what were you cranking just a square bill crankbait i mean just something that run like five six foot deep just a standard old square bill yep were you throwing a plastic one or a wood one no it was a plastic one it was a plastic one nice you don't want to tell us what it was <laughs> no, nah, I'd rather not. Okay. <laughs> Did you get the figure? We'll just say it's no longer in production. No longer. I like uh-huh. that. I like that. And no longer in production. That means it's an uh, hmm. a Rick Clun Lucky Craft. That's what I'm guessing. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Rick Clun. Do what? I'm guessing it's a Rick Clun Lucky Craft crankbait then. That's that's my guess. But yeah. I, I could be totally wrong. Hmm. His voice kind of went up there. Yeah, did you hear that? Did. We we caught him. <laughs> we caught him on the bass detector test. Hey, uh, so you, you, go. you got the you got to stick a few on that jig too at Gunnersville, didn't you? Yeah, I caught some on a jig and uh, caught some on a jerk bait also. But most of 
I don't know. I think I weighed one in on the jerk bait, and uh, I don't think I ever weighed one in on a jig though. No, but you caught a few. You caught, it was a tournament. Yeah, of, it was yeah. a tournament of perseverance, right? I mean, you did end up with good bags of fish, but it, it was a grind, wasn't it, Brian? It was until that second afternoon when I found the little spot on the spot. That kind of that really helped me a lot because the third and fourth day is like. I would have a limit in the first hour, you know, pretty quickly. And usually I would catch three or four in the first 10 minutes. So that kind of calms you down. Sure. Makes you have a little freedom to know that, you know, hey, I've got seven and a half hours to get one more bite. How, how <laughs> many fish? In the boats were two in the bush. Yeah, it sure is. How many fish a day were you catching? Um, at Gunnersville, probably, I probably averaged seven, eight keepers a day, maybe. Gotcha. So, so not not a terrible lot. Yeah, I mean, so it, I mean, the, well, the the fourth day was actually a lot better. They bit better that day for some reason. I probably went through ten or twelve keepers that fourth day of the event. And that's still, I mean, that's still a grind, man. I mean, people have a misconception that that in professional bass fishing, you guys are just going out there and wrecking them and, and culling through fish. But that's not always the case. I mean, you're talking an eight-hour day, and and you're, I mean, ultimately you're going for the five best bites. For those that that, that don't realize, but yeah, I mean, you know, seven, eight fish—that's not a lot of bass in a day. Sometimes if I come home fishing after only catching seven or eight fish, I I sometimes feel a little disappointed. Do, I, do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, I know exactly what you mean. But it, it's kind of different when you're fishing in a tournament scenario. I mean, if you get one bite an hour, that's that's not a bad day. I mean, you're talking about eight or nine bites a day. And usually when you're in a tournament, especially on a tournament like Lake Gunnersville, I mean, there's probably things you could do to get more bites, but you know it's not going to produce the quality you need. So, I mean, if you got 20 bites a day and 18 of them are – 12 inches that's not gonna not, do you any yeah, good it's not gonna do you any good it's not just some <laughs> some some long-haired dude like me going out there winding a square bill and flipping a jig and not caring what he catches it's a little different than when you're fishing for one hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars, isn't it right you yeah. gotta at least make your you gotta trick yourself into feeling like you're at least fishing for five big ones yes <laughs> that's what i'm gonna try next time i'm gonna try that next time just always tell yourself that yeah. hey we want to remind all, all you viewers all mental games all mental games it's a big mental game we want to remind all you viewers that uh we are taking questions for brian thrift if you have them you could feel them to the facebook live page yeah. if you have questions for brian thrift you let us know hey brian are you superstitious um no not very much at all no, not at all. It, it's just a little stitious. Yeah, nothing, huh? You have no nothing that you that you abide by that's that's worked for you that you have to do. Um, no, no, no rituals or nothing like that. That's outstanding. M- most fishermen I know are very superstitious. Like for example, I even if I'm not going to eat them, I always have to have um, cinnamon pop tarts in the glove box of my boat. Because I, I, if I if I don't, I will not catch anything. I just won't catch them. You, you know, there's there's certain fishermen that wear their lucky hat. As simple as a lucky hat that they have to have. Right, that falls back on what I said earlier. It's all mind games. It's all mind games. <laughs> you should write a book called Brian Thrift Mind Games. You and you and Chris Angel, the magician, and Brian Thrift. It's called Bass and Mind oh, Games. Yeah, that would be outstanding. Hey, what do you think of FLW Live? 
Oh, I love it. It's a, Everybody I've talked to that watched it said it was an awesome deal. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you know, we've seen it on the Bassmaster Live. We've been seeing that for a little bit, and I'm glad to see that, that now we're going to get to know UFLW Tour Pros a little more. You're on the water shenanigans. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome because you, you see stuff that on a normal production wouldn't be shown. Like, well, like we was talking about earlier with the such few bites. I mean, you see the guys out there mentally struggling, fishing the hours without a bite, and then all of a sudden they get that one bite, and it's a giant. It just changes the whole demeanor of the day. It's sure. like all of a sudden you know, we're back in this thing, and it allows everybody to see all that. Are you excited you- to kind of spy on your competitors? <laughs> Do what? Are you excited to kind of get to see and spy on your competitors? Like what they're doing? No, I mean, that doesn't really bother me. I mean, I mean, there are, I mean, little secrets that guys have that I'm sure they don't want everybody to know. But, you know, that's, that's part of it. I mean, that's going to help grow the sport hugely. Yeah, that's the stuff we want to know. Yeah, I mean, that's what they're the going to see. And we, and we see the little tweaks and the, the subtle changes these guys are doing to the baits, and there's no hiding it now. Plus, it makes us feel better right. anytime you guys get a backlash or a snag. I'm like, yeah, hey, I do that, too. Yeah, that happens that's awesome. to them, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you get to see all that. <laughs> hey, do you have two boats? I have two right now. Wait. One of them will be sold fairly shortly. Oh, I thought you had like a, it was like a home jersey and an away jersey kind of boat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I wish I could afford that. <laughs> <laughs> so one of them's up for grabs right now. One's on the market. Well, no, it's not on the market yet. It'll be on the market after these next two tournaments. Gotcha. The, the one I just I just picked it up yesterday, and I've still got to rig some graphs on it and stuff and get it tournament ready. I can't go without make sure it's proven. Right. <laughs> exactly. So what are you doing? You got, what, a week off now before you guys go to, uh, where are you going, Harris Chain next? Yeah, well, I'm actually leaving Saturday to fish the Costa tournament down at Lake Seminole. Okay, okay. And then I'll go straight from it to the Harris Chain. It's a little good. It's a pregame show then for you. Um, no, it's, I mean, the Costa Series is it's a big deal. She t- oh. It pays 100000 to win. Oh, absolutely. What I'm saying, and I'm not, uh, I'm not un- undermining that at all. What I'm saying is it's, it's going to give you a little, uh, a little bit of Florida fishing before you get into the uh, – into the FLW uh, uh, Derby. Oh, yeah, that that is definitely true. I mean, I'll be able to see. Seminole is about four hours north of the Harris Chain, but I would like to think that I don't know that they'll fish similar, but the fish should be in similar stages. Like if there's fish on the bed at Seminole, I would think Harris Chain would be similar. Yeah, I, you'd think. those, But those Florida bass are goofy. You know that. They are goofy, I'm telling you. They're, they're nuts. They're absolutely nuts. Hey, uh, Brian, what do you think the greatest invention in shallow water angling has been in the past 10 years? The greatest invention for shallow water angling in the last 10 years? Definitely a power pole. Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, that it revolutionizes, doesn't it? It, it does. I mean, it's... Like, I remember when I first started seeing them, and I was like, man, I don't know if I need that. And and then I, I finally got to and got and got two of them on my boat, you know, and, dude, it was eye-opening. And the uses, like, I, I would always talk to myself, oh, you wouldn't ever use it unless you were bed fishing or something like that. But, I mean, I use them countless times every day I'm on the water. I it- mean, it. Even if it's 
if you're on a shallow bank and the wind's blowing and you have to retire or rig another bait, you don't want the wind to blow you up on the bank or blow you past some structure, you put the poles down and stay right there until you get what you're working on done and then you're ready to go. And, and you kind of hit the point on the head right there, too. It's an excellent form of time management, too. I mean, it, that you're yes, not exactly. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of overlooked elements about it. Hey, uh, we gotta we gotta play a game with you. It wouldn't be normal if we didn't play some games with Brian Thrift. You, <laughs> you want to goof off? Yeah, we might as well. I we, guess. Might, we might as well, right? <laughs> let's let's play a little. What's on your mind? Okay. All right. Let's a little. What's on your mind with Brian Thrift? Hey, everybody. I'm your host, Pat Renwick. FLW Tour Pro Brian Thrift is going to tell us what's on his mind. Brian, I'm going to give you some words or phrases, and you tell me the first thing that pops into your brain. <laughs> the first one is communication breakdown. Communication breakdown. Oh, doing what my wife tells me. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> that's, that's good. FLW poster child. FLW poster child. <laughs> FLW poster child. I got to go with Mark Rose. Mark Rose right now, <laughs> knocking it out, making history, no doubt. Overachiever. Overachiever. Overachiever? Yeah. Oh, that's a tough one. I'm drawing a blank. Overachiever. Well, maybe Mark Rose is an overachiever, too. Yeah. Two derbies <laughs> in a row. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with Rose on that one also. <laughs> uh, music to your ears. Music to your ears. Um, I'm going with last Thursday at Travis. Every time I set the hook, that spinning reel zinging drag. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That is it right there. Uh, stabilizer. Stabilizer. Stabilizer? Yeah, stabilizer. Ah, drawing a blank on that one also. I'm thinking of that TH Marine thing that keeps your trolling motor. That's what that's where my brain was. I don't know why that popped in, but that's, <laughs> that that is pretty good. Yeah, that's, I mean that that's that's what good. was happening with me. It, power poles. <laughs> yeah, there's the power poles too. There you go. Yeah, all of the power poles. All of the power poles. <laughs> Aaron Martins. Aaron Martins. Oh, I don't really know on that either. It, it's he's your second place Eskimo brother. That's who he is. <laughs> oh, that is true. That is, that's, that's your buddy. <laughs> Are we tied on second? I think he's got you beat. Definitely he's got you beat on that. <laughs> <laughs> Last one, Dancing Eel. Dancing Eel. Dances Eel. Dancing Eel. <laughs> I've never had one. They catch fish. You you know what I'm talking about, right? That old bait, the Bill Dance. Oh yeah, yeah, the little crankbait with the eel tail on it. Yeah, it, the tadpole. They work oh. best. They work best in eel grass. You know that, right? <laughs> I did not know that. I just made it up, right? They're good now. on eel pout Compl- as well. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who do you think that you have influenced as a bass fishing professional? I mean, I, I know a lot of people have influenced you, but who have you influenced? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I hope some of the maybe high school or college anglers that I've spoke to and stuff like that, I mean, that would be my hope. Yeah, and I think that that definitely has come to fruition because you know we we've had uh, we've had the privilege of hearing some of your uh, your your uh, Bass University uh, seminars, and then of course you coming on this show, man. You uh, you know how to you know how to lay it out there, Brian Thrift. You know what I'm saying? 
Uh, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> a here and there. Hey, hey, we got a viewer question. Viewer question for Brian Thrift. This one's from Kevin. Kevin, what lake slash area FLW hasn't been to would you like to see added to next year's schedule? What was the question? I couldn't hear. <laughs> what lake or area that FLW has not fished would you like to see added to next year's schedule? Um, I don't know. I mean, they we travel to a lot of different areas. I think maybe not a particular area, or but maybe a smaller type venue for the championship where a lake that's maybe not big enough to host a full field event, but somewhere that's like a phenomenal little unheard of fishery that would be awesome for a, a championship with 50 boats. A slugfest. Like just the Lansing a, Country Club. Yeah, slugfest. <laughs> just a slugfest. You should go to Cuba. Yeah. Go to Cuba. There's huge bass in Cuba. Do you know that? <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> that. That is true. Brian, are you ever going to fish the elites? I'm, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to say never, but because I, I don't know how things are going to work in the future or anywhere down the road. But I mean, I'm, I, I love fishing FLW. I mean, I'm happy right where I'm at. They've got a great tournament organization. And I mean, I have no intentions of leaving in the near future at all. And you're making a lot of money there, and that's great. Yeah, you got to dance with who brought you. Yeah, and I mean, that, that's where I started my career. I mean, FLW's done a lot for me. And I mean, they've kind of essentially given me the the platform to be where I'm at today. You know, I started out through the BFLs and then fished the Costa Series and got on the tour, you know. I mean, they've got a great stepping stone. I mean, I, my only wish is that when, back when I was in high school and college, you know, there were high school and college events like there are now. That had kept us out of trouble, out right? That, what? I said that would have kept us out of trouble, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, I spent most of my college days fishing anyways, right? but <laughs> I would at least had some structure to it. Yeah, you could have got some good grades, you yeah. know. We'd excelled at something if they had that when I was in college. I know that. We had a lot more yeah, people I mean, to travel with. <laughs> no doubt. Hey, Brian, uh, any uh, any parting words to your sponsors, your fans, before uh, before we head out? And we got Mark Rose coming up next. If you want to say something to him, let us know. <laughs> I just want to congratulate him on a job well done. Yeah, yeah I mean it's just amazing to win two back to back. But uh, yeah, I definitely like to thank my sponsors. I mean, I, they really come through for me in every tournament. As far as Demeke and Fitzgerald rods and P line, I mean, Demeke baits on a Fitzgerald rod with P line line, you, you can't go wrong with that in any situation. I don't know. There's a video the third day of me dragging a five pounder over a dock cable with fifteen pound P line. It was awesome. I mean, it's just. I mean, fish like that you normally won't land, and I've got the utmost confidence in my equipment that I have no second thoughts about throwing over stuff that you normally wouldn't throw over. And then, of course, Sportsman's Warehouse. They're one of my biggest sponsors, and you can find all that equipment. There's sportsmanswarehouse.com, and they'll take care of you and get you fixed up with what you need. Awesome, awesome. Brian, again, congratulations on two outstanding derbies in a row, and uh, we hope it carries out to uh, to the Harris chain for you at the next stop. 
Oh, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Look forward to being back home. Maybe we can get the Skype thing working next time. Yeah, and th- thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate you taking time out. And uh, you're 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 two times now. You, the the leaders are we got what you got to catch up to Watson. He's got three times on, and Brandon Palinick is three times on. So we we got to. Oh, goodness. we get yeah. <laughs> Good luck is coming. <laughs> yeah, and you hey, know, hey, well, I think one of Watson's counts is like the first time I was on with you, Watson. He kind of jumped in with us. So he that, did. That counts too. Yeah, he tonight showed you. <laughs> he totally did. He made a special guest appearance. There's no doubt about that. And and remember what we told you when you were on. Good luck comes to those who come on Straight Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. And it sure it sure showed in the first two derbies. We're going to take full credit for that. You know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember, Doc Skip ninety nine. You, you won't forget that. <laughs> That's your password, Brian. Use that one. Thanks, man. Knock him out and safe travels, dude. Thank you, man. Keep it up. Thank you, guys. Thank I appreciate you. it. That's Brian Thrift right there. FLW Touring Pro. Don't you go nowhere. When we get back, it's the history maker, Mark Rose, right here on Straight Cast. Put the power poles down. We're coming back at you live. Rages Outdoors is quickly becoming the industry leader in tournament fishing apparel. There's no better way to represent your sponsors than with a Rages jersey. At Rages, you can get a short sleeve, long sleeve, sweatpants, the best prices in the industry. Rages also offers club and team discounts, special high school and college prices. Our website is easy to navigate, and Rages' staff will make the process quick and easy for you. Rages Outdoors, offering high-quality tournament apparel for the weekend angle. Outfit yourself from head to toe. Check out Rages online at www.rages.com. Today, I'd like to share with you a little bit about a couple products that we have in our lineup that we're really excited about. The first product I'd like to talk to you about today is the Joe Football Head Jig. Right out of the package, you'll notice that our football head jig is different than most on the market. What makes our jigs different is the quality of components. Let's start with the hook. These hooks are custom made for us in Japan. 90 degree bend, black nickel hooks, razor sharp, JDM quality. All of our Joe football head jigs have living rubber skirts. They're hand tied with copper wire to ensure that they stay affixed and it also helps them to flare while they're in the water. We powder paint and heat cure each jig to ensure that the paint stays on your jig even when you're fishing rock. Another feature that separates our jig from other jigs on the market is the screw lock keeper. The screw lock keeper does a couple things for you. Not only does it keep your bait affixed, it'll save you money on soft plastics that pull off of standard barb keepers. The second product I'd like to talk to you about is our hybrid flip and swim jig. We also have a custom hook in our flip and swim jig. It's a 4-aught, 30-degree bend, black nickel hook. It has the same durable paint, the same great keeper, and a hand-tied silicone skirt to complete it. So if you're looking for a premium product that's going to give you an edge over your competition, look us up at demjigs.com. Quality, dependability, consistency, and fish-catching performance is what separates a War Eagle spinnerbait from the pack. Hand-assembled, inspected, and tested in Rogers, Arkansas, War Eagle lures are the choice of Mike McClellan, Andy Morgan, Edwin Evers, and you, the serious bass angler. 
War Eagle Lures, when you absolutely have to catch fish. Find War Eagle Lures at your local tackle store or visit WarEagleLures.com today. Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. No, just kidding. This is Pat. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to StrayCast on iTunes and leave a review. Tell us what you think. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. Peace!